Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Dan Patrick Show community, I'm about to make your holidays even happier. Get the Epson EcoTank cartridge-free printer because you know what's not festive? Cartridge conniptions, those panicked freakouts that happen when those pricey ink cartridges run out of ink at the worst time possible, like when you're halfway through printing your holiday cards. With Epson EcoTank, you can kiss those expensive cartridges goodbye. This printer has big ink tanks and comes with a ridiculous amount of ink. So just fill and chill all season long. Now that's Mary. Epson EcoTank. Learn more at Epson.com slash Dan Patrick. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the show. The fill-ins, the replacements, the scabs. We're here. 
Poor Dan Patrick and the Danettes. Yeah, they're taking the day off. I'm LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushman's out of Plexico Burrs, otherwise known as the Up On Game crew. We're taking over right now, and we're filling in. So, you guys, you know, Dan and Danette, y'all, y'all enjoy yourselves today. You know, do some gardening, you know, mow your lawn. That's like the new trend going on right now. We're, we're going to go ahead and handle this thing. You're an hour two. If you're just coming into the show, we appreciate you coming in. If you've been listening, we appreciate that as well. You can listen foxsportsradio.com if you're sitting at your desk and not in your car. And you can also download us at the iHeartRadio app. You know, or whatever, you know, the Apple app, wherever you get your 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 downloads for your podcast. If you want to check us out, check out Dan Patrick show and, you know, make sure you check out up on game as well. All right. So we first hour, guys, we we tackled some draft discussions. We we tackled some Hall of Fame debates about Julian uh, Edelman. And we uh, kind of had some interesting conversation about that. Now we're in the second hour and I want to. Switch gears on y'all, and I want to see where y'all are at on this one. Uh, and we were getting text messages the entire time when the Lakers uh, were downing the, the Brooklyn Nets from one homer and big fan. Um, TJ Hushmanzada, let me preface this, everyone out there, that he is a big-time uh L.A. Oh Lakers fan. So uh, with that being said, he may not be able to give us a clear, um, very, very, uh, you know, good take on this, but we're going to still take a chance on it. So we had the situation where Dennis Schroeder and Kyrie Irving get tangled up at the end of the game. Up, You know, clearly the Brooklyn Nets are going to lose and uh, – was he salty? Was Kyrie salty or was he well intended when the the exchange between them turned into a situation? Here's Dennis Schroeder's take on the situation. And then I'll introduce the rest of the topic after this. I didn't know at first that we got double technicals when he came up to me. That's the first thing. But after that, I asked him, I kept asking him what he is talking about. And he kept talking, kept talking. Then he got kicked out. I got the second technical, and I just, I mean, I said bye. You know, uh, probably, I don't even know if I raised at him. I don't, I'm, I probably did. And then she said, you going too, because you raised at him. And I didn't even know I got the, you know, first technical with him when he came up to me. But it happened. Um, I can take it back. I just try to move forward now. Okay, this comes after the <laughs> the the reports that, Dennis Schroeder used the N-word while speaking to Kyrie Irving, which in turn inflamed Kyrie. Kyrie saying, and and I quote, the N-word is a derogatory racial slur. Irving wrote on his Twitter after the game, he explained that the word will never be a term of endearment. Never forget it's foul and it's true history. Throw the N-word out the window right alongside all of those other racist words used to describe my people. He added, we are not slaves or ends. So, in the and, and listen, I watched the video. I don't know if y'all seen the video. He definitely says it. He definitely said it. Um, 
and and it, you know I'm a good lip reader, uh, and, and I saw that that you know if you if you put it in slow motion and you run it back, you definitely can make out that he used the word in in put the it exchange. In, put it in slow motion. Slow motion, brother. You got to do your homework. Make sure you can come on the radio and speak confidently about it. And I end up getting no defamation of character uh, calls from any lawyers or anything like that. But. What's y'all's take on this, man? Uh, because this is one of those this is one of those slippery slope debates for a lot of different reasons for the the rap industry, for the you know the music industry in general, you know, for for certain you know genres of of music, uh, movies and entertainment, uh, regular everyday life. That word is now. <laughs> And, and, and this is crazy to think, but that word now has even become larger than just the specific race of people using the word. What what say you to this approach? Was this more of Kyrie being upset that they lost to to the Lakers and, and he turned that into parlaying it into a bigger topic? Or was there some... Was there something there where you say, you know what, this is something that really needs to be paid attention to? There are a lot of social unrest going on right now. There's a lot of of things taking place in terms of, uh, you know, the mistreatment of racial groups. And obviously, when you think about that word, that's connected to a lot of the struggles and and the fights that are taking place right now for for equality and 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 different things that are are out there. What's your take on this? I mean, I mean, for me, when the the game was wasn't uh, decided when Kyrie uh, and when him and Shooter when they got into it, it, it was actually a competitive game. The game could have gone either way. It was when Kyrie and Shooter got kicked out the Lakers kind of went on a big run and took over the game that that word in the black community has become a term and endearment for for a lot of us and and I'll be the first one to admit I I say the word and I actually say it often um and I don't even think about it it just comes out it's like it I it just I speak it freely and if Kyrie feels that way about it I respect that I, I have no problem with someone not wanting to be called a word that he feels is derogatory. That's his preference. If I was a friend of his, I would try to refrain from using it around him if we are friends. Kyrie has to also understand because he's been enlightened and he doesn't use that word. I'm sure he wants use that word. And for us, and when I say us, I mean, us black men and just women and just the black culture, period. We use that word as a term of endearment. And and so I get where Kyrie Irving is coming from. He doesn't like that word to be used around him anymore. And it will be very tough, in my opinion, to, to get our culture to stop using that word because we turned something that was once a derogatory statement into a term of endearment and I don't know if you two use it, but uh, again, yes, you do. You know, I, you know, I, I, I use, I use it, and, and it, it's, I almost use me, it as much as you do. And, and for me, it's it's all love. But I, I can respect where Kyrie is coming from. The thing that I don't get what Kyrie is: you played twenty games last year. You didn't play in a bubble. You didn't want people to play in a bubble. 
you get kicked out of the game, and then you don't play the next game. Be there for your teammates. They need you on the court. They care more about you being on the court. If you want to be a socialist and impact your community, that's great. But your teammates need you. You should have played the next game. If you're physically able to play, you're an athlete. You get paid to play basketball games. Play basketball games. Mm-hmm. With, with all that being said, you know, um, LaVar stating that we know that Schroeder, you know, definitely, you know, used the N-word, and it's a word that, you know, we use, and, you know, I use I it. wish we could say it. I really and, do. I uh, hate that we got to say N-word, but go ahead, play. But um, I, I really didn't understand why the referee got in between these two guys and kicked them out for having a – a heated conversation, basically, so to speak. You know, cl- clearly the NBA is not in the early 80s, late 80s, 90s, because, you know, a lot of those things were going on and, and it was just looked at as normal, so to speak. So for the referee to kick both of those guys out of the game for, I guess, Shooter using the N-word and, and them having a, conf- a confrontation, I- I've, I've never witnessed – a, a a referee eject two guys from a, from a basketball game if the interaction or or the words between the player went between the referee. Hmm. So like there was no physical contact, but between the two, so he just should have gave him the technical, you and know, uh, the moving. first technical and, and kept it moving. But why he got involved with, with those two guys in the in the verbiage that was spit out between the two, and and he had no interaction or it wasn't directed towards him that he thought that it was derogatory enough to kick those guys out of the game for having a heated conversation. That's just something that I, that, that I won't understand. And and it was the first time that both of those guys have ever been ejected from a basketball game. Mm. So not not saying that, you know, they, you know, they, they have a, a image that is, you know, clean or, or whatever the case may be, but you know, as, as long as I've known, uh, you know, uh, Schroeder and, and Kyrie Irving on the court, all they really do is just go out and play basketball when, they, when they're when they available and, and, and it be, it go out and compete and do it at a high level. So I didn't understand why the referee kicked those guys out. You know, secondly, you know, uh, th- there's a lot of things going on, you know, in, in this world, you know, as we see. And, and, and certain people, you know, during this time, you know, everybody is a little sensitive to what's being thrown at them. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, what color you are, where you come from, or it, it, there's, there's a lot of different things going on in this world that, that 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 people are more sensitive to with everything that's going on. You know, Kyrie's right, you know, uh, Schroeder was wrong or what, whatever the case may be. But just like, you know, TJ said, if he wants to go out and, you know, and, and you know, you know, get into the communities and socialism and all those things, that, that's his deal. But as far as when it comes to playing basketball and to, you know, to comment it, you know, in that context, you know, uh, you know, Ky- Kyrie Irving is from New Jersey, you know, Irvington right down the street, which is a predominantly, you know, black community. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that he has heard this word or, or used it a few <laughs> times himself. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying so it doesn't make it right or wrong, but you know, I, I looking back at it, 
you know, I don't think the referee should have got in between those guys and, and ejected him for just, you know, a word that I, I, I guess the referee thought it was derogatory to him, you, you know, and, and he kicked those guys out of the game. So it, it just never should have happened at the end of the day. My my take on it, it first off, it, I can always remember the first time I really got acclimated to, to the word. And the reason why, just so it's not misconstrued when I say I wish we could say the word, um, the reason why I say that is is because now saying N-word really, really makes it into, you know, like a taboo situation, right? So it's it's like I, I literally – use the word and then I got acclimated to it through Tupac I mean I'm just be honest with you when I heard him say never ignorant getting getting goals accomplished I thought that was pretty dope um I love Tupac's music I, I subscribed to his messaging and and how he you know how he flowed and I I, I kind of got acclimated into um, what that represented. Now, have I always used the word with the idea of term of endearment or, uh, or you know, the empowerment of taking a negative word and using it positively and spinning it? No, I'd be lying. I'd be disingenuous if I was saying that. Um, it just became a habit. It's a it's a word that is is almost like saying you know, homie, buddy my guy, whatever it may be, it's it's a part of it became a part of my language and I got a pretty good vocabulary. So it's not as though I'm I'm ignorant, but it, I can understand when the conversation turns into this is a conversation I heard enlightened um it, it can turn into a conversation of enlightenment versus ignorance. And I'm not necessarily sure that that's really the road to go down on this. You know, to be honest with you, during the course of that game, there's probably 10 different words that that Kyrie could have said, don't use that word. It's a derogatory term. And and it could have been a, a female dog. It could have been a, 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 a mother sucker. It could have been, you know, what it could have been a lot of different terms that I'm sure within the parameters of what took place in the game that there were derogatory terms that were taking place during the, the trash talk exchanges between players. So for first off, I would, I would ultimately jump out there and say that in the, in the, I guess the, the, the parameters of, of competing in a game, trash talk has always been a part of, of sport. And, and I'll be the first one to tell you, if I could say something to you that is going to get you off of your game, I'm like, like if, if I knew if I was playing right now and this took place and I knew I had him on my on my schedule, do you understand what I would do to him if we were on the field together every time I tackle him, every time I hit him? Do you understand what I'm doing to him? Because to me. Playing the game and being a part of competition, people say, oh, well, that's not good sportsmanship and this, that, and the other, and da-da-da. I don't care if you think it's good sportsmanship or if it fits into your parameters of what's morally sound and morally correct. I'm trying to get uh, uh, I'm trying to get a, a, a head. I'm, I'm trying to get an advantage. And if I can get a mental, emotional advantage – if you not physical, but if I can get all of those boxes checked off, physical advantage, mental advantage, emotional advantage, if I could take you out of your game, I'm going to take you out of your game. 
And, and you just have to be prepared to deal with that. So, I, you know, there, I think that the dangerous part of what Kyrie Irving did here, not saying he's right or wrong. I, I, I mean, you certainly, you know, with everything that's going on, you want to raise the awareness because of all of the hate that is circulating in, in our world. But I also would urge to say, when you sit there and you try to do it in the context of of painting Schroeder in a way like he's this ignorant dude that shouldn't use those that word around him and people should pay attention that throw that word out and and don't use it anymore and this that and the other you're within the parameters of of competitive sport and you're all adults so to me you have to look at it from the perspective of how you're presenting your argument and presenting what it is that that you have going on if you if it's social activism active activist um work that you're doing which he has been a part of that i get that i get that you want to continue to move your agenda and and keep things moving that way um and if you're using that as a platform for change, I get that. But I look at Schroeder and I'm like, well, don't paint this kid into a sort this guy into a situation where you're making him out to be some type of villain when he's, you know, kind of he's competing. You're going to say things and do things. The person that I was on the football field was not the person I was walking around as an everyday person. The things I say and do and how I say and do them are very, very vastly different than how I am when I was on the, the, the competitive field or court or whatever it may be. So I felt like that it was kind of it, – it makes sense what Kyrie is saying. And I do believe – in the grand scheme of things, the the more you understand that you, in a lot of ways, perpetuate how some people view us and feel us. You know, I've heard a lot of people justify calling people the N-word with the hard, hard E-R at the end versus the, the G-A, right? And and say, well, you guys call your, you each other that. You use it. Why can't I? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Use it. You know, there is a lot of things that can be interpreted um, from the word, there are a lot of meanings connected to the word, but in this, in this instance, partic- in this particular one, guys, I kind of felt like, you know, I don't know, Kyrie Irving, you can, you can say that upset you and you could say that, you know, Schroeder shouldn't use it, but I almost felt like m- maybe that's, that's one of those conversations that you have with Schroeder. And I don't know that you turn that into the, the biggest public spectacle um, based upon, you know, the situation, but that's just one man's opinion. You're listening to the Dan Patrick show. I'm LeVar Arrington. That's TJ Hushmanzada, Plexico Burris. We all have opinions. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, we're going to keep, we're going to stay with basketball. I got a fun little, uh, little little question for you guys on the other side of the break it's a pick pick between the two guys type of conversation and it has to do out in the west uh yeah so it's fox sports radio make sure you stay tuned because you know we're going to come back and we're going to have a little debate and i think you guys will enjoy it stay tuned thanks for listening to the dan patrick show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday morning nine until noon eastern six to nine pacific on fox sports radio and you can find us on the iheart radio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm not sure about you, but it feels like I'm printing nonstop throughout the holidays because you have cards, gift tags, lists, cookie recipes, and nothing will ruin the fun like a good old-fashioned cartridge conniption. That's when your printer's pricey ink cartridges run out of ink at the worst time possible, and you can't help but lose it a little, or a lot. It's frustrating. But Dan Patrick Show community, you know what we're going to do around here. We bring you tech solutions. The Epson EcoTank cartridge-free printer, a great solution. Epson EcoTank uses big ink tanks and comes with a ridiculous amount of ink. 
Go ahead, add some people to your holiday card list. No more running out of magenta when you're trying to make the season merry. No more having to apologize to your house guest after having a total cartridge conniption. With Epson EcoTank, kiss expensive cartridges goodbye. Just fill and chill. And who doesn't want some more chill around the holidays? Epson EcoTank. Learn more at epson.com slash danpatrick. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, you're listening to the Dan Patrick Show with LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Plexico Burris. Uh, Discover, you know, have you got your Discover card yet? You know, Discover matches all the cash back you can earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash Yes, 2021 Nielsen Report limitations do apply. Okay, welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit and and talk about uh, two very, very bright stars in, in the basketball, National Basketball Association right now, and, and get your opinion on this. Uh, Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell. Now, these guys are playing some amazing basketball and doing some pretty phenomenal things. And I just wanted to put it out there to you guys. If you were taking a guy in the draft or a trade for your team, which one of these guys would you take? Which side are you going on? Who are you going with? Who are you going to build around? Plex, I'll let you go first, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Man, this this right here is a tough one for me because, you know, just last week we was having this great uh, this great conversation about Donovan Mitchell and and I, I call him a tarantula, you know, running up and down <laughs> the basketball court. That's what he, he you know, he kind of reminds me of in, in his playing style. But, you know, I, I've said this, you know, when, when Donovan Mitchell was coming out of college, you know, Rick Pitino told all the scouts and the owners that he was – arguably the best point guard that he had ever coached and you know nobody really paid attention to him so you look at Donovan Mitchell and you look at uh, Devin Booker and when 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 they told me that Devin Booker had went to Kentucky I didn't even know that he went to Kentucky because he was never uh, spoke about because he played with Carl Anthony Towns Willie Cauley Stein and the Harrison twins Andrew and Aaron so Booker was overlooked. Nobody was talking about Devin Booker. So, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't even know he and was Calipari at Kentucky until say, he did say when he was coming out. Though he's going to be the best player in this draft. I remember him. He did say that. 
Yes, but I didn't even know that he went to Kentucky because he he played with such a great other four that you know he was never really you know a star or, or was mentioned. But if I'm a, a a GM, knowing what I know now, and I love me some Donovan Mitchell, man, y'all y'all know how I feel about him. I think he has the whole entire skill set of becoming the next great star and point guard in in the NBA. Uh-oh. But if you're talking about building a franchise and somebody being a cornerstone of your organization, I'm going to have to go with Devin Booker. Mm. Because the more and more I, I watch this young man play, you know, he's a more athletic Reggie Miller. You know, he's going to run you off of screens and you're going to have to know where he is at on the basketball court at all times. And then when he pulls that jump shot, man, it's so pure. Not pure. <laughs> it's pure. pure. It's pure. <laughs> and, man, I, I watched him last night. And, you know, when he pulls up 15 to 18 footers, man, the ball doesn't even touch the rim. And he – you can put him on any basketball team in the NBA. And I honestly believe that he will have the same impact on any basketball team that you put him on because he just has a universal basketball game that you can plug him into anywhere. And and it, with the addition of Chris Paul coming in, which TJ thinks that Chris Paul is still one of the top five point guards in basketball, I disagree. Oh. But he Devin Booker is shining more, and and I heard Charles Buckley say this the other night. Uh, there, there's a there's a great chance that every night that Devin Booker steps on the basketball court, that he's the best player on the floor. And and, and 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 I think that's high remarks, you know, especially coming from Charles Barkley and watching this young man grow and become a phenom in this league and, and being an elite player that almost every night that he steps on the basketball court, that he's the best player on the floor. And, you know, you know with that all being said, you know, knowing what we know now, not coming out of college, if you're going to build an organization and build an NBA team, you can plug Devin Booker in anywhere, and he will still put up 26 points a night. TJ. Well, before, before Plex uh, gave us his answer, I was actually leaning Devin Booker myself. But I kind of dove into it a little more when he said he's a more athletic Reggie Miller. That he is. Doesn't shoot the ball as well as Reggie Miller. Devin Booker's a 35% career three-point shooter. Um, I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell and Plex really made me look into it as he was talking. And I look at it from this perspective. Donovan Mitchell is the man on his team. They're both 24 years old. The Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker haven't had success in the playoffs last year in the bubble. They did well. They, they haven't had any success. Chris Paul comes in, and all of a sudden, they're a good team. Donovan Mitchell's Utah Jazz team has had success. There you go. Big success. And he's the lead dog. He's the engine. He's the reason they go. And and so, for me, Devin Booker can play. But if you're asking me who would I want to start my franchise with, and these are the only two guys I can pick and choose from, I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell because he's proven to me already he can be that guy on the team and take his team to the playoffs. Have they reached a pinnacle? Absolutely not. But Devin Booker 
has yet to even get in the playoffs and do damage. And so the, the bubble last year, the Suns did very, very well. But I'm talking before that. Yeah, he put up points and he can shoot the ball. But I want Donovan Mitchell because I know he's going to lead my team. I don't know if Devin Booker can do that. You know, the reason why I like this debate is because the Suns are in second place overall in the Western Conference and the Jazz are first. You actually stole a little bit of my thunder on this one, TJ. I I really look at, at Donovan Mitchell as the catalyst of why the Utah Jazz are playing so well why they were dangerous in in the playoffs last year. I, I can recall when he had his coming out party in the playoffs, and it was like, man, who is this guy? Um, I'm, I'm going with Donovan Mitchell as well. I, I just think that when I look at, as you call him, the tarantula and how he handles himself on, on the court, um, his leadership qualities – as he goes, the Utah Jazz go. When I look at these two teams and I say, which team is closer to competing for a championship? I look at Utah and I think that they're, I think they are a legit competitor to try to get to the finals this season. When I look at the Phoenix Suns, I still think that there's holes. I, I think that uh, when you think about the catalyst, yes, Booker is the catalyst for for that team but it's debatable and nothing more more telling than the all-star selections right like you take cp3 over donovan i mean uh over a booker so devin so to me i mean he wasn't even considered to be the best player on his team as it was voted by by you know the fans and and the the nba so i i just i just look at donovan mitchell and i say he's a he's a talent that you cannot deny um is the catalyst and is the leader and is the reason why they are leading the western conference and i know a lot of people love to disrespect utah and say they'll fall on their face as they get into the uh, playoffs and there are a lot of different things that could happen but when i look at the other players on that team and mainly Gobert and and that relationship other than the covid incident they've been you know they've been this one two punch that is very very uh you know, respectable. And and the only reason why it's a respectable duo and combination um, as a big and as a, a front court guy, or well, back court guy, is because of of Donovan. And, and, and I, I look at his ability to create, his ability to score, his ability to attack the rim. Um, their numbers statistically are very comparable. Their numbers in, in, in minutes played, their, their numbers in scoring, their numbers in assists, their numbers in steals, all very comparable. So when the things are as close as, as you know, the stats, the measurements on, on that end are so close that you have to go into looking at other aspects of their game, I would say who is the facilitator, who is the dictator, who 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 is the, the game changer when you're looking at players. And that can be different players. That can be different players. On Phoenix, there are different players. Like I think CP3 is the facilitator, right? There, there I look at at certain components of of the Phoenix Suns and I think that all three of those categories do not rest on Booker's shoulders but in Utah the facilitator the game changer the dictator all of those titles belong to 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 my guy Donovan Mitchell 
And so, to me, I, I would start with Donovan if it were up to me. Yeah, uh, I get what you're saying. I, I understand, you know, your point. But, you know, you went to talk to speaking about, you know, the the team of the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. And TJ said, spoke about the Phoenix Suns haven't had any success. You know, DeAndre Ayton is still young. Dev, obviously, Devin Booker, he's, he's only 24. But when you talk about the contrast of both teams, the Utah Jazz strictly basically rely on a three-point shot. And there are going to be nights when that three-point shot is not going down. And when you look at teams who are more fit to to make a run in the playoffs and and and, and, can, and can adapt to a different style of play with the Phoenix Suns, the the Utah Jazz really don't have a big man that, that can play down in the post. And, and then, then you add Chris Paul with Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, you know, granted, Donovan Mitchell can take over a basketball game whenever he wants to. But that's just like you said, he's the catalyst. He is the big dog. But what 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 happens when the big dog's three-point shot is not going down? He has nobody else to lean on to. Hmm. So I think that's going to be the kill. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. These heels of the Utah Jazz in the playoffs, can they continue to make the three-point shot? Because if they can't shoot it with the consistency that they're shooting it with now, it's going to be tough for them in playoffs to make a run. Mm. Well, it, it, Utah has consistently shot the ball well. Now, Utah Jazz, they're a good basketball team. But, but TJ, do we they, know. But do the, they, the, shot, do they, the shot is not always, yeah, not always yeah. going down like the way no, it is but now. Do, but do they I, – I, I don't believe they have a, a chance of winning the NBA championship. I do. They, they, they can win why, the West. Why not? They have the, they have the best record in the West. Why do you think they have a chance to win the NBA championship? Because he's a Lakers fan. Oh, You're cool. right about oh, that, but they, they've had they've had great health. They they've had great health. They they don't have the injuries that other teams have. And I just believe in a seven game series. When you talk a seven game series, you might lose a game or two, but for the most part, the best team normally wins. And when you start playing teams, and their top two players or top three players might be better than everybody on your team, it's hard to win. And so Utah, they're going to be competitive with everybody. And it starts and it ends with Donovan Mitchell. And so if they can shoot the three ball in the playoffs the way they've been shooting, they'll prove me wrong. But history has shown that that's not the case unless you're the Golden State Warriors and they were ahead of the curve with all this three-point shooting. And now everybody's doing it. And so they have a way to defend it. But I'm I'm rolling with uh, Donovan Mitchell just because he has proven to be a leader on a team that he is the guy. If he if he doesn't go, they don't win. Hmm. All right. Well, that's a debate that will continue on. I think that you can't lose with either one. I mean, as you know, what what caliber of, of of gun you want? Well, maybe that's a bad example to use, but yeah, it's it's it, it, definitely two really really good players and and some some great stars and at that position. And speaking of great stars and at that position, I want to ask you guys this question: Is Steph Curry the greatest point guard to ever play this game? We're going to tackle that question on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Dan Patrick Show. I'm LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Plexico Burst. Yeah, take a quick break. Think about this one. We're going to debate that one when we get back. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. All righty. All righty. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back in. You're listening to the Dan Patrick Show with the Up On Game crew. LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Plexico Burris. Yeah, man, we do talk other sports. I mean, generally speaking, we, we love to talk football and other things. I can't wait till we could start talking about some boxing, some big boxing matches. But Oh, man, man that's that's right up my oh, will for me. I, you yeah. know that. I love that boxing, oh, baby. I get it. <laughs> you nerd out over the, the boxing deal. I, I get it, man. <laughs> Hey, listen. My, my mother gave me that check. <laughs> hey, but I want to talk about this. The 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 debate has been ever since uh, ever since Steph Curry has broken uh, the the scoring record. Uh, did I get that right? The scoring record, I, I believe, like passed Wilt Chamberlain or, or something like that. Um, yeah, for the uh, excuse me, the the Warriors I, franchise. There we go. All right, all time franchise all-time franchise leading what score, right? So it's it's led to the conversation of best, and this is what I wanted to get at. So if I butchered that, y'all, y'all forgive me. Um, best point guard ever in the history of the game is now being debated um, as to Steph Curry. Is, is Steph Curry – the greatest point guard. To, and I, I started thinking about it and I was like, man, like, you know, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic because here, here's what made it interesting for me, guys, is we look at, uh, yeah, he became the Warriors all-time lead scorer. I'm, I apologize, pass Will Chamberlain, which to pass Will Chamberlain, you know, yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, but who are point, like, is there a true point guard versus a point guard and a shooting guard because when I look at Steph Curry I immediately think that we look at his ability to shoot and we mentioned Reggie Miller in in the last segment you know I have not seen a shooter like this well ever and the closest that I've seen was Reggie Miller so when I look at Steph Curry am I measuring him off of being what a point guard represents, or am I measuring him off of being a scorer? And so when I started thinking about, is he the greatest point guard of all time? 
I started thinking about other names that that kind of came to mind, and I'll just give you my list. I mean, number one on my list forever in a day is Magic Johnson. You know, and I, <laughs> I, I think that it's very, very hard to ever justify there being a better point guard than Magic Johnson. He had a rare blend of size, height. He had a, a an amazing knack and and ability to deliver the ball and pass the ball. Um, I just think that he was the most all around point guard that has ever played this game far and away. And then the second one I would go to, and these next ones are, to me, debatable, but I'm a big Isaiah Thomas guy. Oh, okay, I'll take it. Uh, what about John Stockton and Oscar Robinson and, and oh, yeah, AI? Can't forget Allen Iverson. So to me, when I think of greatest point guard of all time, it it, it almost is – where are we like where do we draw the line between a shooting guard the two versus the one and if we're talking a true one then you got to believe that John Stockton has to be in the conversation at the very 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 top in terms of facilitating an offense leading leading an offense uh getting assists and and really, you know, kind of being the court general, at least that's what my interpretation of a point guard would be. What say you guys? Man, when, when you talk basketball, Steph Curry, whether he goes down as the greatest point guard or not, and, and that's always going to be up for debate because everybody's going to have their own opinion. But what I will say is he's the most influential point guard. It might be player. I mean, just think about this. Influential? Yes, and, and I'm going to tell uh-huh. you why. Allen Iverson was very influential in the way he went about it and what he brought to the culture and his swag and the tattoos. When I say I'm talking influential from a basketball perspective, when Steph Curry came into the NBA, it was let's throw the ball down low to Shaq. Let's throw the ball down low to these big guys. Very true. And, and – you know, play inside out. Nobody plays inside out anymore. Nobody, Nobody. plays inside out. That's and, true. And, and that's because Steph Curry, Clay Thompson started draining threes at From a rate. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. Are they really on to something? From Everybody court. copycatted what Golden State was doing. And that is because of Steph Curry. I mean, nobody was shooting threes from damn near half court. Now it's commonplace, and Steph Curry started that. And so whether he's the best point guard or not, I will probably say, no, there's just so many good players. He's in the discussion. But I know his influence on the game of basketball, and now you have guys working on the skill level. Before our generation and Plex, and we're all about the same age, guys was going outside practicing dunks, seeing what kind of dunks they can do. Now, I guarantee, guys, is they, they working on a three-point shot. And they handle because of Steph Curry. Mm. Hey, man, when you speak about Steph Curry arguably being the best point guard of all time, to me, uh, it, it falls back and depends on what, what era you grew up in. So, you know, Steph Curry, just like TJ, just like TJ said, I don't know about the most influential, but I just think, I just think about guys. I'm a, I'm a basketball historian, guys like Walt Frazier. 
Mm-hmm. John Stockton, 15,000 assists. You know, Chris Paul, 10,000, still trying to catch John Stockton. But it, it, it all comes down to where era you grew up in. You're talking about some of the best three-point shooters of all time. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around Steph Curry being the, 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 the NBA all-time leading three-point scorer, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, you know, guys of that nature. When I think about three-point shooting, I think about those two guys. But you know, when you look at his when you look at his stats, as far as far as what he's doing, um, you know, I guess you can say in this generation, you know, for for my for my kids, that Steph Curry is the best point guard of all time. But I would disagree, and I will never go against the great Irvin Magic Johnson, who is from who hails from East Lansing, Michigan, oh, and who was also a Michigan State Spartan. So, uh, Magic Johnson for me. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All righty then. East Lansing. I have a shameless hey, you, plug hey, to, hey, to, hey, to, hey, to no, the, you, the Sparta. This is you, Sparta. That, I All didn't right. bring Magic up because I'm like, I knew Plax was bringing him up. That Michigan State connection. Oh, I already knew that. Go. Come on, <laughs> is the window closing for the Dallas Cowboys to win an NFC championship or is it just opening? We're going to discuss that in the third hour. You're listening to the Dan Patrick Show. It's the Up On Game crew. Yeah, Fox Sports Radio. We'll talk about that when we get back. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast 
Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.